1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 23rd, 2017. My name is Philip rossman Reich I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And the all-star break is officially, officially over as the Orlando Magic are back in action tonight. Taking on the Portland Trailblazers, we'll have a complete preview of that game coming up in just a moment. I'll also talk a little bit about what the Magic have have left to accomplish this season. I know there's a big debate going on among Magic fans on exactly how to treat these final 24 games. And then I'll close up shop by uh, pointing out uh, one player that I think is going to be a player to watch in these last 24 games, a player that I think is going cool. You know, a lot of people are going to be paying attention to. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about who to watch and who has opportunity now that the Magic have kind of changed their team once again. But let's start with the game. Yes, for the first time in more than a week, we have an Orlando Magic basketball game to play. And you know, I I've been on this train for a while now. That it's not so much important who the Magic are playing. It's more it's more important who they are and what they're doing. And I think, and I'll get into this in a little bit, but I think that's generally the point that needs to be made time and time and time and time and time again when it comes to Orlando Magic. This is about what the Orlando Magic do more than what their opponents do. Portland is a struggling team right now. Uh, They're two games out of the final spot in the Western Conference playoffs, but like the Magic, they came in the season with high expectations and have failed to live up to them. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, we know what they do. They are fantastic swars. Defenses have to be on their toes with them, and the Magic did an okay job with them when they beat them up in Portland earlier. Aaron Gordon got the call on C.J. McCollum, I thought, did a very good job on him uh, for the most part, except for chasing him around screens. Um, Portland can score a lot of points, though, and then even in that game against uh, against the, the Blazers uh, out on the West Coast trip, the Magic scored a lot of points, and they had to score a lot of points to keep up with them. that um that's just the way it is. Good news is Portland does allow you to keep pace with them. They do not play very much defense. Um, a big th- reason for why Portland made a deal that they made last week to acquire Yusuf Nurkic was to get a first-round pick more than anything else. But it did hopefully bolster their defense a little bit. Um, they're still a little bit short, I guess, uh, in the front court. Um, it's going to be a uh, uh, an interesting uh, 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 a matchup for sure. Uh, And it's more so because we just don't know what the Magic are going to look like. This isn't a trade deadline thing, although I guess it kind of is. But um, we don't know what the Orlando Magic are going to look like. uh, You know, in all in all honesty, Uh, to some extent, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of the same characters. The only player they added was Terrence Ross. But by eliminating Serge Ibaka, by taking Serge Ibaka out of the starting lineup, who starts at the four now? Could still be Jeff Green. Could. You know, if, if he's still on the roster, of course. Um, could be Aaron Gordon. They could go in another direction. Uh, more likely than not, it's going to be Aaron Gordon. I think, ultimately, when the Magic settle on on a long-term starting lineup, it's going to be Peyton, Fournier, Ross, Gordon, Vucevic. I think that's, ultimately, the lineup that's going to be best for the Magic. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of experimenting going on. A- and so, for the Magic, this game on Thursday is, again, more about what the Magic do. Because there's going to be a lot of new lineups. Every lineup with Terrence Ross is essentially a new lineup. Uh, they're not essentially a new lineup. It is a new lineup. Uh, players are going to learn how to play with each other again. Gordon's probably going to have to play some four. And he hasn't done that all year. Uh, and And there's going to be combinations that are going to be tricky to figure out. And so don't, you know, I wouldn't expect the Magic to come out and look real clean in Thursday's game. If they play with energy and defensive intensity, defense should be able to stick. Portland's not the biggest team in the world. Um, If they play with kind of defensive attention and and, and play with any semblance of good defense, they should be able to survive some growing pains, I think. Um, uh, That's just my opinion. I'm not saying they're going to go out and beat Portland. I think this is a game between two teams that are pretty similar in stature, uh, I would say, Um, pretty similar in kind of where they are sort of in their development. Um, Both have disappointed this year. Um, Both have high aspirations. Both have a little bit of talent. Obviously, I think Portland's got the the top-end talent there with with Lillard and McCollum. Uh, But both have not played to their expectations. And at any moment, they could. Uh, And again, we don't really know what the Magic are going to look like yet. Um, and, And I think it'll be more instructive to see who is this team? What what is Frank Vogel thinking with this group, uh, and, and seeing what they do? Of course, the elephant in the room is going to be the trade deadline. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. Gotta get your trades in the queue by then. Um, you'll probably see some trades trickling out through the wires till about four four thirty. Sometimes I mean, it takes it takes a little while sometimes for, the, for those deals um, to, to come through. Uh, the Magic made one deal. It, it it feels like they're being active and they're and they're continuing to look around for other deals. But obviously, playing things close to the vest, it wouldn't surprise me if something for the Magic comes down at the wire, at the very last second, trying to trying to figure some last things out. I'm sure there's discussions that are kind of put on the back burner. Um, that until until the deadline really becomes a reality at three o'clock, um, who knows what's gonna actually happen, uh, who's gonna actually be available for the game. Uh, in essence though, I think the key the main guys will be available. M- you know, maybe Alfred Payton gets moved. Maybe Nikola Vucevic gets moved. I I, I just don't think, you know, and I-, I said this on yesterday's podcast. Yesterday, if you go back into the archives on iTunes, Audible Stitcher, tune in, uh, listen to the previous episode of Locked on Magic, um, I said the magic's the Magic aren't under a lot of time pressure this trade deadline. I, I don't think they have to make a move unless someone really blows them away with a move. Um, you know, they, they, they should be aggressive figuring out what the market is for, for their players, and if they see something they like, they should go for it. But they don't necessarily have to do anything today, is, is all I'm saying, because Nikola Vucevic will be under contract, Alfred Payton will be under contract, Even C.J. Watson is under contract for next year. He's got only one of his $5 million guaranteed for next season, so he becomes a valuable trade chip at the draft as much as he is now. Really, the only guy the Magic are going to be under any pressure to deal is Jeff Green, and considering he's got a $15 million salary, if you don't get a player that you really like or you don't see a deal that you really like or you can stomach, there's no harm letting him walk. I don't think you're going to lose much letting him walk, uh, as, as you know, again, as long as rotation things get taken care of toward the end of the season. Um, but generally, I, I don't think I, I, I'm getting, you know, a little more comfortable to say the magic might stay a little quiet at this trade deadline. Uh, and, and I think it's for a reason that I'm about to explain right now. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb
1: sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our 4-pack of LED bulbs is 9.99, and our 2-pack of LED floodlights is only 12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs now through Monday, only at your
0: neighborhood Ace. See
1: participating stores for details.
0: The Orlando Magic are a new team after the All Star break. Um, You know, I I I I think it might be a little. You know, I kind of call it a fresh start, Um, and and, you know, players might say, "Oh, it's a little too far to say that," but it does in many ways feel like this is a brand new season coming up for the 24 games is sort of a prelim. To what I think everyone's expecting to be a 2018 playoff push. For the first time ever, forever, not ever, but for the first time this season, you know, there are, you know, Frank Vogel, some of the Magic players even admitted the 2017 playoffs are pretty much a long shot at this point. If you go on to 538.com and look at their player projection system, they give the Magic a less than 1% chance to make the playoffs this year to get to 38 wins, the magic would have to win 17 of the final 24 games. They have to go 17 and 7. This is a team that has not won back-to-back games since Christmas. So it's not likely the magic take that step and get the make the playoffs. And I think everyone's kind of come to that reality. But that doesn't mean there isn't something left to accomplish this year. And if you think the magic are about to tank, I think you have it very very wrong.
1: I don't want our guys focusing on you know trying to make up six and a half games and hope everybody else loses. You know the biggest thing for our our franchise and our team, and our organization is you know this group's got to learn how to win. You know whatever that looks like. And uh, you know we're, right now we're zero and zero. We're not going to focus on, on, on the standings and you know how, how many games we've got to make up or, or anything like that. You know we're going to focus on bringing maximum effort to practice and um, you know maximum focus and, and uh, you know the game planning and the preparations and. You know, all the, the little habits that our young players, you know, still need to develop, you know, and our, our, you know, our veterans, you know, even, you know, some of those guys haven't experienced winning at a high level either. So all those things, you know, factor into, you know, this, this organization learning how to win. That's the, the number one priority for us right now.
0: So again, it does feel like, you know, with Frank Vogel pretty much saying, you know, we're not going to focus on the standings and trying to catch up to, to the East. We're going to worry about ourselves, and we're going to worry about building the habits that we need to build to be successful moving forward as an organization. The Orlando Magic are not going to tank these final 24 games, whatever whatever that means to you. I mean, I think there's different degrees to tanking, and I do think the Magic will probably play Mario Izonia a little bit more over Jeff Green. Um, I think they'll try and experiment some, and I, I, I you can call that tanking, I guess, because uh, when you're taking risks and trying new things or letting young guys play, you're typically going to lose basketball games. The Magic currently have the fourth-best lottery odds in in the league, uh, and they're in line to get a good draft pick, and a lot of people want them to, you know, it's not not insignificant. I I hear the voices too. A lot of people want them to just pack this season in. Instead, though, regardless of how you feel about it, this is what the Magic are going to do the rest of the season, they're going to use the rest of this season as a prelude and a springboard for 2018. Just because the Magic's 2017 playoff bid failed, or has not succeeded so far, I guess it hasn't failed technically yet, Um, but just because it hasn't succeeded yet does not mean that goal is gone. The Magic are not going to tear the whole thing down and start again. It's not going to be another three or four years. The Magic want to make the playoffs in 2018. The playoffs are still the goal. How they go about it is going to be different this time around than it was last summer. And it starts with these final 24 games. I've been a big advocate when it comes to to the trade deadline this year. Of making sure you get players who are going to be part of your team's future make sure that if you bring in a player with a big salary that you want that player to be part of this team's future and that you're making moves not just to clear cap but you're making moves with a long-term vision in mind that you're making moves to complement the players you want to build around this isn't the time to go wholesale rebuild or wholesale just retooling to to swap it swap parts To see if that will get you into the playoffs. This is a time to really think about what you're building and the kind of team you're trying to build and trying to create. Who are the guys you're going to build around? Right now, we assume it's Aaron Gordon. How do you maximize him? Bringing in a player like Terrence Ross to me was really smart. That's the kind of player the Magic need to bring in right now. Guy, 26 years old, second contract, has shown flashes has had a good season this year. He's had his probably his most efficient season of his career. Give him, give him an opportunity to shine and see what you have in him and figure out a role that fits for him next year. Regardless of what happens, Terrence Ross is going to be a part of this team next year, I think. And an important part. And even if he can't maybe take his game to another level where he can score, kind of like with, with Evan Fournier when he came in, that, that he can score 15 points 16 points per game. Even if you can't reach that level, he's valuable as a spot-up shooter and someone who can spread the floor. And what the Magic need to do now? Especially now that it feels like they're they're changing and shifting their identities again. They need to settle in on an identity, settle in on a style of play, and begin teaching the culture they want to build. That's what the final 24 games of the season are about. If they go 12 and 12, and drop to 6th or 7th best lottery odds. You take a little bit of a hit losing the draft pick, maybe. Maybe. It's a a lottery after all. But you're going to benefit your team in the long run. I will grant those who are in the tanking party this point, though. If you're thinking long-term future, yes. You want to have a better draft pick. Because the Magic probably still don't have that guy yet. And Terrence Ross probably isn't that guy. But if the Magic's goal, which it appears to be, is to make the 2018 playoffs, that journey starts Thursday night. That journey starts with the 24 games the Magic have left this season. And their attempt... To just build something. And a lot of what they're going to do is to figure out what works and what doesn't again. And to figure out what combinations they need to maintain and which players they're ready to part with. That's going to be a big part of the, the last qu- last quarter of the season. It's figuring out what stays and what goes for 2018 and precisely what needs the team needs to fill. What are the areas the Magic need to add to take that next step? These are, I mean, it, it's, it's very easy, and, and certainly the TV rating suggests this too, it's very easy to be apathetic about this team and, and tune them out. And if you want to, we'll be here to, to catch you up on everything. Every day. Every weekday, at least. But I, I do think these last 24 games are going to be very intriguing for the Magic. Because again, not only are they building something for next year, I think they're also they're gonna be experimenting with smaller lineups again. And they're a completely different team now. And like I said in the preview, we have no clue what this team's gonna look like. And we have no clue if this is gonna work too. But the Magic are going to make the most out of these 24 games. They're not gonna just pack it in and end their season right now. They've got 24 games to play. They're going to make the most of them and make it valuable for what they're going to try and do next season in 2018. And I think one player, and I've talked about him a lot on this podcast, one player that's going to have to make the most of this opportunity, more than uh, just about anyone else, is going to be Mario Azonia. Assuming hisonia is still on the roster by the time you listen to this, I, I do think there is a chance that he gets dealt at this trade deadline. Mario Hizonia is going to be an incredibly important player. And this right now represents a big opportunity for him. Because with the magic now essentially saying we're not, you know, we don't think the playoffs are attainable, I would not be surprised to see the team feature him a little bit more. They're going to play him. They're going to give him opportunity, you know, again. And Izone has gotten that lately. And he's played okay. He's still got a long way to go, I think. But he's been good. Against San Antonio, he had 8 points, 4 for 10 shooting. Against Miami, 11 points, 4 for 6 shooting, made all three of his three-pointers. He's beginning to get more consistent minutes. You know, 16 minutes against Miami, 24 against San Antonio. Those are, you know, San Antonio was a blowout, obviously. Getting about 15 minutes, a little bit more than 15, 16 minutes per game uh, in, in, in meaningful minutes. And Frank Vogel has always said his effort's been good. And when you watch his own, you play, his effort is always good. It's not that he's never playing hard. It's just always been playing efficiently and playing within the scheme. And maybe that changes now. Maybe his role changes. Maybe the trust changes. Maybe they, let, they, they loosen the leash, something that we've been asking for, for Hazonia for a long time, even dating back to last year. Let him make mistakes. Let him figure things out. Trust that he'll make good plays to counteract those mistakes. And that's always been the big problem, especially early in the year when he lost his spot in the rotation. He didn't make enough good plays to counteract the bad plays. Hazonia, though, is going to get opportunity now. He's going to have the chance to play. And of late, it does seem that he's been more successful than than usual. It does seem he's been more effective. And it's not just a statistical thing. It's not just, oh, he's scoring points, he's making shots. Even defensively, it feels like he's making, he's in the right spot more often than not. He's giving a better effort defensively. And I think this is really good for him. Because I, I know I come across very harsh about Mario. And and he's had a very, very rough year this year. But I still think he has the talent to to, to make be something in this league. I don't know if he'll be a star. I doubt he'll be a star at this point. I think he can be a nice role player off the bench. And maybe that's not what you want out of your fifth pick, and and that debate's for another day. But I still think he can contribute in this league. As he gets a better rhythm, which it appears he's been getting into the last few games heading into the All-Star break, it appeared he was getting into a rhythm and he was starting to make shots again. And as he continues to work on his defensive positioning and, and, and learning what he needs to do there, he's going to become a valuable player again for the Magic, I think. This is his opportunity, though. To like so many other players. He's going to get minutes. The lineups are shuffled. He's going to play back up three to Aaron Gordon. Or to, to Terrence Ross. He's going to get maybe some opportunities on the ball a little bit. He's, that's, and that's a good thing for his own. I, I think that's a good thing for him. And I think he'll benefit greatly from it. The question is, will he take advantage of this opportunity? There's all, all signs point to he will. And all signs point to that he will be successful in some way. Whether it's successful enough to, to, to stay and be a meaningful part of this team is, is another question. Question, I think that's more about results and production rather than intention and effort. Intention and effort have always been there for Mario. But uh, this, is, this is a big opportunity for him. Just like it's a big opportunity for Terrence Ross to play a larger role just like it's a good opportunity for Aaron Gordon to go back to the four where he's maybe a little more comfortable and for the Magic to figure out how best to use Gordon in that role. It's a big opportunity for Nikola Vucevic. The paint is his. It's, it's all his now. Um, so I think we'll see Vucevic's scoring go back up. Um, it's a lot of opportunity for the Magic now and I think Azonia is, is very much part of that opportunity that's going to be growing for the team this year. I want to thank everyone again for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. Hope you had a good time on today's episode. If there are any trades that go down on Thursday, and I may even do this from the Amway Center, record a quick podcast after the trade deadline ends, just recapping what the Magic did, what the Magic didn't do. Of course, we'll be back on Thursday night after the game for a a full episode, but um, be on the lookout on your iTunes, Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn feeds. Make sure you subscribe uh, to those outlets if a trade happens. I'll be on quickly to break it down just like I did with the Serge Ibaka deal uh, uh, and and talk a little bit about uh, my initial thoughts on the deals. It's trade deadline day, of course. uh, The trade deadline is at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, which means, which this is important, this is the important part. All trades have to be in the queue with the NBA office by 3 p.m. That doesn't mean trades don't trickle out until 4, 30, 5. They just have to be in the queue at 3 to be processed. Uh, So, We'll be will be on we'll be you know on edge all day long right up until tip off of the game against the Portland Trail Blazers. That game tips off at seven o'clock at the Amway Center. the Magic start a four game home stand, uh, I believe it's their longest home stand of the year. Um, with a nice nice little rest there too. I think the, I think the Magic play Saturday against Atlanta and then they're off until Wednesday against New York. So ni- another nice little break it feels like uh, for the Magic. This season, they've kind of been ahead of everybody on games this year. Um, That'll do it again for today's podcast. If you want to contact the show, feel free to do so on Twitter at LockedOnMagic. You can also follow us on Facebook, like us at LockedOnMagic. You can follow me on Twitter at OMagicDaily, best place to to ask questions. Be sure to follow the OMagicDaily Twitter account. I'll be keeping track of the trade deadline there as well. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks.
1: It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year.